Are you feeling lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Easy Living Furniture has a pot of gold waiting for you with absolutely everything reduced across sofa, dining, bedroom, mattress and accessories. Get the three-seater dark grey Harper sofa for only 459 Donut 240cm dining table for only 289 and much more. Don't miss out on these lucky savings at Easy Living Furniture. Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Hungry for change in your life? Feed your ambition with Board Bia Talent Academy's Insights and Innovation Programme. Get some incredible food for thought with a fully funded master's from DCU Business School. Learn from world-class innovators with placements in Irish food, drink and horticulture companies. And do it all while bringing home the bacon with a generous monthly bursary. Sound like your cup of tea? Nourish your career prospects by visiting boardbia.ie forward slash talent academy. Applications closing soon. This is an Irish independent podcast. Today on the Indo-Daily, the Ryan Tuberty payments fallout continues. The Ryan Tuberty RTE pay controversy heated up significantly with the Director General Dee Forbes resigning her position at RTE. Just hours earlier, the suspended Director General of RTE, Dee Forbes, resigned with immediate effect. In a lengthy statement, she said she led discussions with Ryan Tuberty's agent and other RTE senior executives. And one of the top 10 star presenters, Claire Byrne, has now announced her salary live on radio. The fee that has been published for me most recently is correct, as are those published in the past. I've never sought, been offered or discussed any kind of commercial or side deal. No other payment exists or has ever existed beyond my published fee. But she wasn't the only one who has commented. We've had several other personalities from RTE coming out to clarify their own packages, including Brendan O'Connor, Joe Duffy, and most recently, Miriam O'Callaghan. RTE are to appear before two Oireachtas committees this week, but will we get the answers to the questions that are left, despite all the statements? I'm Fiona Sheehan, and today on the Indo-Daily, I'm joined by entertainment correspondent Melanie Finn to examine the fallout for RTE over the last five days and where does Tuberty go from here? The drip feed of information that we're getting is very unsatisfactory. It's, it's raising more questions. It's the biggest scandal that RTE has ever found itself in recent years. Melanie, another dramatic day. Claire Byrne appears uh, on Today with Claire Byrne, her, her flagship programme this morning at 10am. What does she tell us? She just speaks about the controversy currently engulfing RTE. And she said she was heartbroken to see the reaction from the public in relation to this, but she also wanted to clarify her own position as one of those people on the top 10. And she said that at the time, what was published about her own salary was accurate. It was €350,000. Um, however, when she stopped doing her very successful Claire Byrne live show, that was the Monday night outing, she took... Uh, I guess, a salary reduction of €70,000 for that. But then she also moved to clarify the fact that then she got €25,000 for a show that she only recently filmed called Ireland's Smartest. Um, it was a very kind of short show, um, short-lived show as well. So in order to be fully transparent with you here today, 
I want you to know that my RTE fee now is €280,000 and that fee was agreed for presenting this programme and that last contract was negotiated by Noel Kelly. So she was kind of thrown down the gauntlet there. Um, it naturally opens up the questions, well, what about the rest of you on the top 10 list? When are you going to come out and clarify exactly your position? Yeah, so she went for the, the transparency yes. and she said there was commentary about where was she last. She said, she, you know, she was on a long, a long booked uh, holiday uh, this last, last week with, this was in response to speculation on yeah. social media. Oh, I noticed today um, Claire Byrne wasn't on on the mm. Thursday and the Friday. She was up mm. on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because I listened to her show. Yeah. So she was indeed. And then she said she was in Kerry. There was a dance competition yeah. involving one of her children. It was all yeah. very straightforward. As a calm strategy, I think this is very smart. Yeah. I think it just kills speculation, stone dead, and, she, and that's the wisest. She said this is not intended to set a precedent for others. It does now <laughs> set a precedent for others. So the other people in the top 10 are now going to have to come out and say, these are my figures, they are accurate, and what are your figures now? So in the wake of Claire Byrne explaining her package, we've had several other personalities from RTE coming out to clarify their own packages, including Joe Duffy. During the course of his show, he went into what his remuneration package was. We've also had Brendan O'Connor. And then shortly before 5pm, we had Miriam O'Callaghan come on the record and state that the figures quoted for her most recent salary was accurate. And she also said there was profound sadness among RTE um, at this entire debacle. And she said she's just going to carry on and doing the best she can reporting on it for primetime tomorrow night. Shortly before 1pm, then we had the latest statement by the RTE board. It said it's acutely aware the issues that were communicated by RTE board at statement last Thursday has raised raised questions. Um, The public want to know what happened. We're very mindful of that. We want to provide clarity. On Tuesday, RTE will, will issue another statement, comprehensive statement, setting out its understanding of the circumstances surrounding the misstating of Ryan Tuberty's earnings across the 2020 to 2022 period. Orti will publish as much as possible of the Grant Thornton review, which was commissioned by the Audit and Risk Committee of the Orti Board and received by the Board last Monday, June the 19th. Now, Claire Bourne. Now, she's slightly different to Ryan Tuberty in that she presents a, a current affairs, news, lifestyle, effectively politics as well show. So she has got politicians sitting in the chair beside her who she needs to be able to hold to account. So she has to be able to say, Caesar's wife, uh, I am I am crystal clean. Absolutely, yeah. You can't sit there and hold government ministers and public representatives to account to be asking them the hard questions. And your own house is in a complete state of financial disarray. And that's what's really damaging about this for RTE is that the public put their trust in them. That's why you pay your licence fee. They are effectively a member of the public sitting there and asking the ministers the questions that the average Joe on the street wants to know. How can they possibly do that if internally in RTE all kinds of lies, false representations have been given directly to the Oireachtas, the public, and indeed you and me, the people who have been reporting those salaries for years, and they were given, I was given lies, you were given lies, you were given inaccurate information. Quite publicly. Now, another just as dramatic statement this morning, bright and early, D Forbes. RTE Director General, outgoing, had her going away party 10 days ago, She was then on leave. She was then suspended. What's her status now? 
Just hours earlier, the suspended Director-General of RTE, Dee Forbes, resigned with immediate effect. In a lengthy statement, she said she led discussions with Ryan Tuberty's agent and other RTE senior executives, saying there was numerous internal communications over many months with RTE colleagues, including in finance and legal, and that the commercial partner agreed to this new business relationship. Calls are growing for the former DG to still appear at a Rockless hearings this week. Well, as you and I know, we made inquiries very early last week about her exact whereabouts and her status. And we were told she was on annual leave on, on the Monday. Wednesday, she was suspended officially. Um, and now this morning, 7.29, I believe, okay. a three-page statement dropped into RTE. Um, and it basically uh, said that she was resigning with immediate effect. She regretted the upset and adverse publicity suffered by RTE staff and the unease created among the public in recent days. And she said she took she did take accountability. She said, I'm the person ultimately accountable for what happens within the organisation and I take that responsibility seriously. What does she tell us then about this deal with Ryan Tuberty? So she said that in early 2020, RT began discussions around the renewal of Ryan Tuberty's contract and it said discussions were taking place while there was um, a bid to reduce the salaries of those top 10 presenters by 15%. So she said in light of that, they kind of reached out to try and find a long-serving commercial partner who we now know to be Renault Ireland to kind of burden, you know, shoulder some of that financial burden. So this is where this complicated uh, Barsher account comes into effect and she said following detailed discussions over many months with colleagues including finance and legal colleagues so that's kind of important there was a lot more people involved in so brokering D- this deal effectively says I signed off on it I led the negotiations but, but with RTE other people, colleagues yeah, including involved. finance and legal yeah. colleagues so you have to reckon at least half a dozen people New internally and in RTE. Yeah. This is this is not just D Forbes and Wire and Tuberty. Mm-hmm. This was a deal that was brokered through over several months, as she said, through various departments. So it, she said it meant that the commercial par- commercial partner, which is Renault Ireland now we know, would enter into a contract with Ryan Tuberty for seventy five thousand euros exchange for the provision of three events annual. These are PA's personal appearances. So this deal in effect, was struck with, we believe, Renault Iron, that Ryan Tuberty would be paid an amount of money and in return he would appear at Renault dealerships or events mm. that, they, that they were having. Mm-hmm. The pandemic kicks in and then suddenly there are no such uh, corporate events for him to guest at or, or, or appear at. So what happens then? So the commercial partners said that the deal was not going to work for them in the long term. How could it? Everything was shut down. So only one €75,000 payment was made. Um, so then, for some reason unbeknown to us, RTE had underwritten the second payment Which to be they made. They had guaranteed that they, they would had pay it in that the they app, would, in, if, if yes, the printer pulled out. That yeah. they would create. And then it was here she discusses, it was decided to pay the invoices from the commercial barter account, which was in credit and they were motivated purely by the need to find a solution to honour their contractual obligations. So she said she acted in good faith, etc. But from what I understand for that, um, Mr. Tubby would have been paid a total of €150,000. And in fact, it cost RTE, I believe, £240,000 because you've also got the fee addition to that yeah. for for doing 
nothing that yeah. we know of on the record. Mm. He didn't have to do any personal appearances. He didn't do, it's hardly value for money, nearly um, yeah. one quarter of a million. At the same time, Orti were going to the government at, with their bag and bowl looking for a restructure of the licence fee. And there was, at the same time, we were attempting to retain Ryan Tuberty's services as a valued presenter and negotiate a new contract. So they were basically worried that Ryan Tuberty was going to leave and somehow this clause is written into his contract that he has to be paid this extra 75 grand. In the year one, it comes in effect via a commercial partner who also... It, there's actually a line in there how it would be on a cost-neutral basis. So it seems to have been coming out of an existing deal that that they have. Then in years, uh, the, 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 then subsequently, uh, it comes directly from, from RT. She also interestingly says she doesn't know anything about payments to Ryan Tuberty from 2017 to 2019. So we're now none the wiser about what uh, was was all, all that about. Uh, and... She she also basically has she has a pop at the board. She has a good um, pop at the board. Yeah, she said, I want to reiterate, I've engaged fully with the board during this process. However, the board has not treated me with anything approaching the levels of fairness, equity and respect that anyone should expect as an employee, a colleague or a person. And then she adds, all of this has had a very serious and ongoing impact on my health and well-being. Deeply sorry for what happened and my part in this episode. And I apologise unreservedly, reservedly to everyone. OK, so that that line about her health is is quite important on a number of fronts, apart from saying about how she was being treated by, by the, the RT board, in that she is being invited to appear before an Oireachtas uh, committee this week. Mm-hmm. Now that she's left RT, that's highly unlikely and doubly unlikely is the fact that she has has basically said she is having, uh, there has been an impact on her health and well-being. So I think we can take it that the Forbes won't be appearing before uh, the Oireachtas Committee. Who's left then? Who who can actually? So the outgoing Director General isn't the, isn't, is now gone. The incoming one isn't in situ yet. Who at this point do you think will appear before the Oireachtas Committee? At this stage, we don't know exactly who was invited, do we? Yeah. We know it was members of the ORTE board, member of ORTE executive. I yeah. contacted ORTE late last night and they could only confirm the fact that ORTE will attend. Right. It was a very short statement. So at this stage, we don't know. There's an acting DG in There's an place. acting DG, that's Adrian Lynch. And yeah. of course, he was instated last week yeah. once this scandal was starting to unfold yeah. and then we have an income with more DGs we know what to do yeah. here an incoming DG in the shape of Kevin Backers who indeed has worked at RTE previously mm. to this and would be very familiar with the workings of the organisation we also know that Ryan Tubbity has indeed been invited to attend those two committee meetings yeah. RTE board issues a statement on Thursday, they don't mention Adrian Lynch at all. They then issue a statement to staff where they do mention Adrian Lynch. And then Adrian Lynch pops up on the 6-1 News on, yeah. on Friday evening kind of saying, That's right, yeah. our initial inquiries suggest there's nothing else going on with the top 10, but we're now doubling down on that by getting Grant Thornton to have a, have a, a, a another look. So he's trying to, he's trying to calm the, the, the waters there. I think what we need to do is actually rebuild trust here. I would say as an organisation, we're a public service media organisation. We hold people to account all the time and we expect answers to questions. We need to provide those answers ourselves. This has done significant reputational damage to RTE. So presumably, Shuni Rahali, the chair, will appear before the Rock this committee, one would mm-hmm. expect. And then 
we're speculating we assume that Adrian Lynch as acting director general would appear. Mm. And then beyond that, we don't know because between other people being mentioned over the course of the last five days and also D Forbes, it seems there are a number of other people involved here. So we don't know. We don't know. I mean, if she stood over that arrangement, which is extremely complicated, mm. involving Ortiz and Ryan Tuberty, you know, in the events of 2020 to 2022, she stood over that. Yeah. So that's part of this. There this is the whole thing that, pr- that prompted the investigation in the first place. Yeah. If she stood over that and she's not going to appear before the committee meetings, it kind of raises the question what are we going to find out exactly? Yeah. Because again, she says she doesn't know anything about yeah. what happened between 2017 and 2019. But yeah. the fundamental issue there is there was people in the finance and legal who department signed, who, signed who would have signed off on this, who would have yeah. stood by while Orchie was furnishing inaccurate figures. My issue with all this, Fanon, is that people keep issuing statement after statement. A statement is not an interview, mm. right? Mm. So we had interviews last week on the 6-1 News. Mm. Very good interviews and I have to say hats off to everyone working in mm. RT News at this time. They're playing a blinder in trying to elicit the questions that members of the public want to know. Will people be held accountable? Yes, they will. In what way? Well, I can't say in what way until I know what we're talking about. But all these statements are doing is raising more, more questions. questions. Which, and we, it's a we very weak way of, of avoiding questions as well. Yeah, we've asked well. for an interview with Shuni Rahley because additional issues have arisen. Um, as chair of RTE, she has refused to engage in any such interviews. We've been told that she went to 61 News and that that's it. So the government response to this now is is really problematic and damaging for, for RTE. So Catherine Martin announced what then at the weekend? So she met with the chair of the RTE board and they had a lengthy discussion on Saturday and then she came out and, you know, Minister Martin just said she was so shocked and surprised at what had been going on. But... She's determined now, she's acted very swiftly, she's going to get the house in order, do her part. So she has issued a comprehensive, far-reaching external review into corporate governance issues and indeed the culture at RTE. And I think the whole thing that's really sticking in people's craw at the moment is the drip feed of information that we're getting is very unsatisfactory. It's it's raising more questions. I think it's the biggest scandal that Orti has ever found itself in recent years. And we're in the middle of a cost of living crisis. You know, people can barely afford to pay the licence fee. Catherine Martin has also parked that process of reviewing the TV licence. So that's an exceptionally costly 345 grand for Orti, basically. What about Ryan Tuberty? So he's still off the air. He's now issued two statements. Mm -hmm. Are we any the wiser about his level of knowledge about all this? So the first statement was issued on Thursday and it was fairly swift. It was fairly brief. It said he was as surprised as anyone else and it was a matter for RTE. Um, Critics would say that it was a very unsatisfactory response to a huge and serious issue that has brought the entire organisation into disrepute. So it was followed again by a second statement 24 hour, hours later. Um, and in this one, he did apologise um, for what happened. And he also said that his decision to step back from the Late Late Show that he announced on March 16th was unconnected. And he also said that, in fact, he did take a salary 
sacrifice. Backup reports that he hadn't. He said, in fact, he had. That's all he has said. Um, he also said he was disappointed by the decision of Orchie Executive, an editorial decision, in fact, not to put him on the air this week. The RTE excuse for him not going off the air last Monday after this report was dropped to the, the RTE board and, and the outcome discussed uh, was that at that point he wasn't the subject of public uh, comment. Mm. So basically they're saying we, we took him off on Thursday because he was the subject of, of public comment uh, mm. at, at, at that point. So they're basically saying it's not really the investigation, it's the fact that there is public commentary about it, that that's, yeah. that that's the issue, that's why they're, they're taking him off. Is, is Ryan Tuberty going to be back on the air? Call it now it's, so you can be wrong in a week's time. Uh, Fanon, like, that's the question everyone All right wants to know. Yeah. His, his RT radio show, like, it's hugely popular. Mm-hmm. There was people so upset on Friday when they read these news, when they saw his statements, they felt really let down. Yeah. And I think... He did go through that whole period of six weeks of people paying tribute to him for his, his tenure in the Late Late Show. He was a toy show man and so on and so forth. And meanwhile, this thing was... Mm. The, the time bomb was ticking in the background. I think, in my opinion, what kind of damned him was his statement. Mm. His two statements. The first, where he, he tried to kind of fob it off and say, it's a matter for RTE. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it's not. Mm. You've received €345,000 of hidden payments. And the fact that it felt really tone deaf. Yeah. You know, people are really struggling right now. And you're looking at these presenters on these big deal, big money contracts. And who's paying for them, Fanon? You and me. And yeah. he, not only are we paying for them, you have commercial entities yeah. that are paying for them as yeah. well. So they're getting it from both ends, yeah. both sides. But th- there's a contradiction here. On the one on the one hand, D4 was saying, oh, we absolutely needed to, to keep him. But on the other hand, he's now stepped down from the flagship. Is he too big to let go? If you asked me that question a month ago, I would have said, yes, he is too big to let go because of the revenue he brings in, his brand. Mm-hmm. His brand has been tarnished. Okay. Even the Late Late Show brand has been tarnished. The entire RTE brand has been tarnished. And that's why the government is now looking at reviewing everything that went on in there for the last number of years. What about staff in RTE, morale through the floor? But is there genuine fears now that, that the fallout from this is going to be more financial pain in RTE, which results in people lower down the peck in order losing their jobs? Well, that's it, because Minister Martin has already announced that she's suspending any um, introduction of licence fee reform. So this is something that RT has been calling for for a number of years. They said they've been very badly hit by the pandemic and various things like international stream services, but also license fee eviction, evasion. So that costs them an average about, I think, 16 million annually was the latest figure released in January of this year. So speaking to staff and RTE, they feel really let down, really upset, but also furious because they say that they have been taking cost-cutting measures. They've been taking the pain. They've been on these um, zero-era contracts. I think Emma O'Kelly referred to them and also these bogus employment contracts where you don't get holiday pay, sick pay, maternity leave pay. There's a culture in the organisation that people have been unhappy with for a very long time. Also, the, the whole issue around transparency, there's been a culture of secrecy uh, in this organisation that I, as a trade union rep, have been aware of for so long. And that absolutely needs to change. So morale, it, it, people are furious, they're angry. Uh, they're, this is a really important week for people, uh, uh, probably the most important week ever in RTE. Uh, people are watching very carefully. They're waiting until Wednesday and Thursday to hear what's said, but also they're watching today to Tomorrow, um, they, nobody can wait for this external review yeah. seven months. I mean, that's out of the question. 
she said they want to see a total deep-rooted culture change in RTE. But she was also at pains to say that whatever review that Minister Martin has commissioned and is due to take place shortly has to include voices from the average worker in RTE because a lot of them are on bog standard industrial wage. 32700 is a researcher's wage. Researchers to make people like Ryan Tuberty sound great. And the majority of them, I mean, there's 1,200 employees more working in RTE. And for the most part, they all they all play a blinder. Um, but they feel like they've been taking the pain. They were told, we're all in this together. Let's just knuckle down and we'll get through it. Yeah, we're, it's unity. And in fact, it wasn't. My thanks to Melanie Finn for joining me today. I'm Fiona Chain, and today's episode was produced by Tabitha Monaghan, researched by Dave Hannerty, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Clips from RTE News, Virgin Media News, the BBC and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. And you can find the latest updates on this story on Independent.ie.